Hey y'all, it's Rachel from Smarter Teaching, here to share a latte and give you all the tools you'll need to work smarter, not harder, in your classroom. Let's be real. This is a tough time of year. Halloween's over, and Christmas and winter break still feels like it's a thousand years away. Thanksgiving, for me, always flew by and never really felt restful. Kids are hyped up, and you're likely to be starting to reach some really dense instructional content. It's always important to have a really good management plan, but it's essential at this time of year. Maybe you're seeing another kid or two fall outside of your general classroom management plan, or maybe a kid who was previously making progress isn't anymore, which often happens when content gets harder. So let's talk about how to make sure we're right-sizing our behavior goals and supporting all of our students in our classroom. What do I mean when I say a right-sized behavior goal? A vague directive isn't helpful to kids. It's not a good goal. Kids don't have a measuring stick, and progress or success can be very subjective. So, for example, telling children or students to be good isn't very helpful for certain kids because it's uh, very subjective. So one adult's good might not be the same as another, right? Your mom's good might not be the same as your teacher's. Your classroom teacher's good might not be the same as, for example, your principal or your art teacher. So being good is really subjective. Um, and also for exa- uh, sustaining over a long period of time, like for example, an entire school day f- with a vague goal such as being good, it can be really hard for some kids for a variety of reasons, right? They um, are impulsive or they um, just have a hard time like keeping that goal in their mind, right? Maybe they have some processing uh, problems. So what can you do as a teacher or a parent to help kids? One really easy thing that you can do is to be really specific about what you want from children. So instead of saying to either your own children at home or to students in your classroom, instead of saying clean up, specifically say what you want children to clean up. So instead of saying clean up, say put away these markers and art jackets into their bins. Or instead of saying clean up, say um, could you please pick up these papers off the floor and put them into the trash. Um... Instead of saying clean up, say, uh, please pick up the scissors or the books or whatever that's on the floor and then tell kids also what to do with them. Um, It seems like easy, right? It also seems that most kids should know what to do when you ask them to clean up, but just taking the extra moment to really be specific with kids and say exactly what you want will help more students or your own children meet the goal, right, of following the directions and doing what you asked. Um, Another example, instead of telling children, like, you're too loud, because especially with young kids and especially when there's multiple kids in a group, it can be hard for them to monitor their own voice level. So instead of saying you're too loud, you can say, you know, in a classroom, for example, the voice level is X. Um, It's a whisper voice. It's a voice level two, whatever, um, whatever you use in your classroom, whatever your students would be familiar with. And outside of school, if you're a parent or you're managing your own kids, you can remind them like, you're too loud, we're in a restaurant, we need to speak more quietly. Or you're too loud, um, we're we're often in a church, (laughs) you need to whisper, right? So whatever, um, giving them like more concrete and specific directions is really helpful to kids. And then you feel happy because you're doing 
uh, they're doing what you asked and they feel happy because they're doing what you asked them to do also. Like it's a win-win for everybody when you give specific directions. Kids want to do the things that you're asking them to do. They don't want to not, to mess it up. Like they want the praise. They want the success, the feeling of success. So when you take, you know, 10 to 30 extra seconds to think like specifically what would, what you want and uh, how can you give more specific directions? It really, in the end will benefit everyone. In the classroom, there are also likely to be kids who are outside your classroom management plan that need really specific goals and a way to track their success. Um, these students probably need only three to five goals at a time, no matter what their broader situation would be. So for example, you might have children or one to two students in your classroom who are having a hard time sitting still during instructional time. They're having a hard time completing their work. Maybe they are impulsively calling out. They might have more than three to five goals that they ultimately need to meet, but setting a student, especially a young child with 10 behavior goals is overwhelming. So you need to pick three to five at a time um, and you want to pick the more essential or more basic ones first. Um, This could also be the ones that are like particularly um, bothersome to you. (laughs) Um, So for example, if it doesn't really bother you that maybe they don't cross their legs on the carpet, maybe that's not going to be the first goal you set, but maybe it really bothers you that they're having a hard time staying organized. So you might want to set an organization goal as one of the first three to five. So you want to just think about what are the most essential or basic things that these students would need first and what are the things that I can live with and put off a little bit longer. Um, These students probably also will need some type of way, visual way to track their success, whether that's um, a sticker chart or a choice board or maybe like a notebook that the two of you keep together. They need a way to see their success and their progress over time. Um, So these these are still students who maybe they don't have an IEP yet, but maybe you suspect that they might need one. These are not just like this is not going to be a large chunk of your classroom and these aren't going to be very many children. This might be in a classroom of say 27 or 28 kids. This might be two or three children. This is not a significant majority. It's, but it's essential to support these children so that you can still maintain your classroom community so that you can still, um, be productive in your instruction and so that your children all of the other children in the classroom, all your other students can, everyone can learn, everyone can be part of the classroom community, everyone can participate. Um, So when you are creating goals for these kids who are outside of your classroom management plan, they are going to need really specific goals. Like, for example, X sits with their hands in their lap for three minutes at a time. Or... um, X uses sentence stems to avoid conflict or resolve conflict independently a certain amount of the time. Um, These kids need really specific goals. They need you to help them track these goals. And then they should be offered um, praise or like a physical something for 
achieving these goals, right? So even if they get the goal, right? So if, for example, if we think about a kid whose goal would be to sit with their hands in their lap for three minutes at a time, we're not just constantly resetting this three-minute timer all day long. Every year you have worked out already that maybe um, if they set their if they sit with their hands in their lap for three minutes three times in a row, maybe they get some type of break or they're getting some type of choice or they're getting um, maybe like a small sticker to put somewhere or they're getting an eraser for their pencil, right? We have to be in um, we have to be telling kids that when they do what we're asking them, right, they need to feel that meeting the goal feels good. So whether that's um, a lunch bunch or a five-minute reading break in the library or um, a five-minute puzzle break, we need kids to know that we value the work that they're doing, right? Because these children who aren't um, like within your classroom management plan, they need to know that you notice they're working hard. And then when they are meeting these goals with whatever frequency you've established and they're constantly getting those rewards, then you can say, okay, so we've met this X goal, right? To sit with our hands in our lap for three minutes at a time. Now we can either A, say we we can either amend or replace the goal. So maybe now that you, this kid can successfully sit for three minutes, maybe now we want to try and see if they could do it for five minutes. Or maybe now we're going to say, okay, this goal is a success and now we want to put in this other goal. Um, maybe they um, maybe they raise their hand a certain amount of time or maybe they um, raise their hand a certain amount of time or maybe they um, are – maybe it's a participation goal like they're talking to their partner or something. But we want them – we're not just – settling right once they achieve the goal and they're constantly being successful that's great and that's awesome and we want to praise them for that but then we either are going to adjust the goal to like the next level or we're going to replace it with another goal for something else that they need to work on so this is kind of a constantly evolving process for these students who are not really fitting into your general classroom management plan and we need to be making sure that these goals we give them are specific and that they are measurable and that the for us so that we can collect the data, but that they're also measurable for children so that they know if they're being successful in their goals. And these right size goals are so, so important. They're important for giving directions. They're important for children who need extra support in their behavior. And they help us as teachers and parents feel like we're making our kids more successful because we are. If this is something that you need help with, I would love for you to DM me or email me because this is something that I feel really strongly about and I would love to support you as a parent or as a teacher. Um, I hope that everyone is having a great winter holiday season, whatever holiday you uh, celebrate. And I'm looking forward to coming back for the rest of December and into January, some really useful, hopefully useful content for you guys.